It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down with their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500 triple a heating and air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new hvac unit but you have to call today 803-677-1500 and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 the game's gamecock central podcast The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the, like, the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. The game. 1102 Friday morning. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. We're talking about Kiviak and Sastrami. Sastrami? Is that like Icelandic salami? Pastrami? Pickled herring? I don't know. Chris had oatmeal for breakfast. That's what I do know, which means he's ready. He's energized. He's gotten some carbohydrates, a little bit of protein in the oats. He's feeling good. He was drumming on the table earlier. He's ready to talk about Carolina and Georgia. He's bouncing off the walls right. over here. Wes had a breakfast sandwich. Everybody is everybody is on point today. Prime form. Chris has eaten some oatmeal that was presumably his kids. It's very <laughs> on brand for Chris. He's also already eaten lunch. Wes had a breakfast sandwich with one of his favorite hot sauces. And Preston and I have spent an hour engaging in like some of the most fun and silly football adjacent topics you could ever imagine ahead of the Georgia game. Everybody's everybody's on point today. I actually really enjoyed the uh, the convo about Muschamp coming back to town, and yeah. it is it, it is kind of like a breakup, and uh, you know maybe seeing seeing your ex with her new man over there. I think with a fat national championship <laughs> ring on his finger. Yeah, while he's holding a play sheet, probably. Are Are you going to ask us the same questions that y'all are discussing? Well, so we earlier? we mentioned at the at the end of the hour. It's hard to get you guys to engage in that kind of uh, tomfoolery with us sometimes. So we, we weren't sure if we were going to get any answers out of you. I should just instead ask you what your worst breakup was um, and what it was like seeing that person around town. No, I, y'all were y'all were saying that your significant others do not listen. Mine does sometimes. So I'm good. Okay, I'll, I'll back out. Mine mine doesn't. But um, <laughs> no, I want to I want to answer the must champ. 
okay. question because I I think he, <laughs> that's a safer good, answer. Good choice. <laughs> good choice. Yeah, that that's a way to get us to engage yeah. is to give us an even worse option. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold that because I, I always forget to do this. I need to remember to do this. I need to give you out keywords. So people give money. Yes. Yeah, it's time for your chance to win $100 and qualify for the $25,000 grand prize in our $25,000 signing bonus contest. Just text the following national keyword to 95819. Your national keyword to text is roll. R-O-L-L. Roll like a dinner roll, not like what is Jaheim Bell's role in the offense. Roll. R-O-L-L. Text that national keyword to 95819. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Please don't text and drive. The $25,000 signing bonus contest on 107.5 The Game. Wes Mitchell, when did Yo. you know, or when was it over for you with Will Muschamp? Man, I... I got to go to the loss to North Carolina to start the season. And let me just say, I don't know about y'all, the Muschamp era has just, like, all run together for me. Like, I I really, like, if I could probably go back and give you better details about games that Preston was playing in <laughs> than I could give you. I don't even know what year that was, which is awful. I don't know what year. South, all I know is I can see South Carolina in Charlotte losing to a freshman quarterback in Mac Brown's first game at UNC. And to me, I I absolutely hate the phrase must win. Like when people go into a game like, oh, this is a must win. And I'm like, all right, are we canceling the season after this? Like there's really no, unless it's do or die, like you're in the playoffs or something, there's no such thing as a must win. And even then you're going to play games next year too. But I remember going into that game, and, you know, you expected South Carolina to win. And even though it was kind of an, an ugly game, South Carolina was kind of controlling it for out. They were 20 to 9, I think, going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, you ne- there was never really a sense of, oh, South Carolina's going to lose this game, at least when I was watching it. And then it's just like the fourth quarter happens and they lose the game. And so I had this thought going into that game where I was like, they can't lose this game, or everybody in this fan base is going to be like, I am done with this. Beep. So, you know, when that happened, I was like, I don't know how you recover from that. And uh, I've said enough as it is, but I I do, if we have time, I want to give my analogy for the Muschamp era as well. But Okay. Yes. So I can fully buy what Wes is saying because remember, that North Carolina game, it was so devastating because several reasons. And I won't even count being a season opener in there. You remember what happened in the previous game? 2018, Virginia, shut up. Awful game. Awful. Same building. Same building. Some people were probably done then. Yeah. So then you do that, and it's against North Carolina. Mac Brown, Muschamp used to work for Mac Brown. North Carolina's giving them fits on the recruiting trail. There's all these problems. And so I can buy that. Now, I will say, Carolina... Started one and three. They lost to number two Alabama. They lost to Missouri. But then they go beat Georgia. They're like, okay, okay, could could there conceivably some, be some turnaround? Well, then they went and blew that game that y'all referenced earlier, that y'all's call, caller referenced earlier against Florida. I think that was a different Florida game that they blew. That, okay. 
Is that, is this, <laughs> this was because that was the beat, home Florida yeah, they game. Beat that was the home. Yeah, you're right. It was you're the top right. Raining. Florida team. That, Both of those were backbreakers, though, 2018 right. and 2019. That, yeah, so it's what Wes said. It all runs together. Yeah. Okay, then you had App State, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will say that was a bad year. It's four and eight. <laughs> but they bring in yeah. a good don't re- say. they bring in a good recruiting class. Yeah. So you're going, okay. They always did. They had two five stars in that class. Right. Well, they didn't always do that. So this no, no, is no, the, but they always had a good recruiting class. And that was was that the only time Carolina's had two five stars in a class or the second time in the whole history of the school? It's only it, happened once or twice. It went back. Yeah, one. I mean, I remember going back at the time and it was yeah, like 03, 04, something like that. Yeah. I mean, so it was, it was a the time. second time that it happened. And so you're going, okay, will will there be some well <laughs> then it ends up being the year that was 2020 and you lose to Tennessee. I think it was like my my answer is probably later when I just when I knew it was over and that was the LSU game that year. Like that some will say well it's too late Chris I, I could tell yeah I know but that just completely solidified it. Chris the hopeless romantic. Yeah. Just, we can we can go to some counseling and maybe still has the heart as we were looking for. <laughs> maybe remember the good times. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Just he tried to go back to all their old spots. Like remember when we used to be so happy? Well, because you know they'd be you know that year, and and it's not like <laughs> I'm not giving like my opinion on it really. Even I'm just I'm I guess I'm basing it a little bit more off of like the conversations you have because remember they went into 2020 and the whole thing was Muschamp's going to be safe. They can completely stink because of COVID and all. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. And a lot that was said behind the scenes, but you know, you start you start zero two, you you beat Vandy, you beat Auburn, and everybody feels uh, everybody feels a little bit better, and then the LSU game happens, and mm. that that just ended it. Yeah, it ended it. The man, the Tennessee game, and the, they they played Kentucky last year, right? And they lost by a million, and Kevin Harris had like two hundred yards. Yeah. And that was the other thing about 19 is they they actually beat Kentucky that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only time they've done that, like pretty much in my lifetime, apparently. Um, it feels like a, it feels like the Tennessee game happened like 10 seasons ago, and the Kentucky game happened like yesterday. I don't know why it feels like that was the longest season ever, uh, but that's interesting. So the LSU game, yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like people, we had people opting out at like very different. Normally, it's like here's where it went wrong. When Jimbo Fisher gets fired in a month and a half, people are going to say. Appalachian State. For Will Muschamp, there were like nine of those games. I'm just kidding. Jimbo's not going to get fired. He's got all that guaranteed money. But, um, yeah. All right, so, Wes, what was your – what's your – is it a relationship comparison or just a general comparison? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of uh, riffing off of what y'all already said. But I look at it as like when – all right, so you're single, all your friends already in relationships, married, whatever, and then – they set you up with somebody, and you're kind of like, uh, you know, every, everybody's been set up, and they're like, I don't want to be set up. Like, I want to find it. I want to find my girl myself. You Organic. know, yeah. And you're, you're sort of going in. You're like, ah, I don't know. And then you go to dinner, first date. And you're like, I mean, she. I mean, she's kind of cute. Like, so then you sit down. Maybe y'all have a few things in common, and then you're like, well, you know, I am a little bit lonely. Like, it'd be nice to be nice to have somebody to share you know some times with and then um you know you're like all right you, you go and you find out oh she likes the same team i do mm-hmm. and uh you start to have some good times this is like when i don't know south carolina signs quarterback jake bentley and you're yeah. like oh you know what must champ 
he never had a quarterback at Florida. If he'd had a quarterback, he'd still be there. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, uh-huh. so you start sort of rationalizing it, and you're like, hey, th- this could work. This could work. But there's a, that little bit, there's that little thing in the back of your mind, like, I don't know, she did cheat on that last guy I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, guess what? You find out two years later, she cheated on me too. Mm. That's really tough. That's a brutal scenario, but that's exactly, yeah. It's like the first date doesn't go so badly that there's not a second date. The second date goes awesome to the tune of, what, nine and four, right? Yeah. Second date was like, wow, that was so much fun. Like, we also got a great meal, maybe in the form of an easy schedule. Like, the, (laughs) the the meal made the date seem so much better. Like, I wasn't that into her, but I was really into that short rib, so it just made the night fantastic. Lots of lucky turnovers. Yeah, and then and then you start to it's like oh you know there were there were some red flags there that maybe I didn't notice but it's okay you know no You're one's just perfect. blinded at this no, point no one's perfect you know I'm I can't be that picky oh. I I love the I am a little lonely <laughs> I, love that. That was awesome. I do I do need a coach yeah yeah, yeah. I do need a yeah we don't have a wife. coach <laughs> I love it I love it that's where I am so everyone's over it Chris might not be. I, no, I mean, Wes and I are in, or I'll speak for myself, but I think we're similar. I mean, we're indifferent. I mean, we're not like coming from a fan perspective of, it's kind of different, you know? So when you say over it. I'm, really. I'm coming from a fan perspective. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, I can't say that I was thrilled that they went and won the national championship the year after he left us. I can't say that that was great. <laughs> You know, like, that's, yeah. I mean, peace and blessings to you. I want the best for your life and everything, but, you know. Yeah. This is just a little bit. Well, we were talking about the rebound. It's like Carolina fans are happy now. They're in a loving relationship with Shane Beamer. Um, but it's like the, like, you ended it, and you in, got into a healthier relationship. You're in a better place. You're not stressed. It's not a toxic relationship. But the person that you broke up with also just went and got married to, like, a smoking hot millionaire. <laughs> No, 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 no. She, she didn't get married. She got a great job. She's doing well in life. She bought a house. She seems happy. But Ooh, I like the word seems. But she's, she's, not, she's not married because okay. Will Muschamp didn't go win a national title as a head coach. Okay. He won a national title as an assistant. So I look at it like, I mean, she's acting happy. <laughs> but she she still hasn't found what she's looking for. That's right. Huh. She she's not if it would be if Will Muschamp had left South Carolina, gone somewhere else, and then won a national title as a head coach, that, that is be- that huh. would be she went out, got married, the guy is taller than me, looks better <laughs> than me, makes more money than me, and she's actually happy. She's not Facebook happy. But I think this is, you know, she seems to be doing okay, but I I, I love the I love the direction it's going, especially in the Facebook happy. Because I'm sure there's some folks from the other camp that are like, they look look at them, they look so happy on Facebook. Look at all those cute videos they're making. But yeah. I know the truth. He's he's like they're rotting inside. Those fans <laughs> are ridiculous. He probably call a shade on like shame. Don't fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna turn on you very shortly. <laughs> Oh, man, I could go forever and ever with this. I haven't heard much of it until we brought it up, which is interesting. Of last course. Year, last year was a big talking point, and especially he stayed and talked to a bunch of players after the game. Um, 
And to be fair, that's something I've always really, really respected about Muschamp is, which is another reason why it's so befuddling why it didn't work because he always seems to have very strong and genuine relationships with players, yeah. with families. And that's why it's always so weird is to say why it doesn't work in certain places. Because I saw that when he was talking to the Florida guys when they came into South Carolina. You saw that last year when he's talking to Josh Van on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's always really interesting as to when and why it hasn't I could quite never make sense of that because he always like those those players would have laid down in front of a train for him. Guys in the NFL that haven't been coached by Will Muschamp for ten years love Will Muschamp. For sure. I always thought Will Muschamp and, and the percentage in my brain has sort of shifted a little bit, but I, I always thought he got eighty five to ninety percent of it right as a head coach. But I felt like that final ten to fifteen, which I actually Y'all said something earlier. I think it was you, Pearson, that said he could recruit but couldn't coach. I disagree with that as well. Will Muschamp, the developer, Will Muschamp, the football knowledge side, um, is is actually, if you were just to sit there and talk football with Will Muschamp, you'd be like, this guy's a genius. It was, to me, the game day coaching and the decisions on the offense, who's going to run the offense, what's the offense going to look like, I felt like everything was always a little bit too structured towards my defense and my defense being the thing that wins for my program. I felt like if if you took Debo Samuel, Shai Smith, Hayden Hurst, Brian Edwards, and you just went out and just pick the biggest hot shot, young up-and-coming offensive coordinator, as opposed to going back the Kurt Roper route um, day one, you're maybe having – you're maybe having a completely different but That's kind of the problem. Like, it feels like Shane Beamer, and, and as someone that does not think Marcus Satterfield is a good offensive coordinator at all, I still feel like Shane Beamer has already put together a better staff than Will Muschamp ever had. And that's a problem. Like, some of that is, you know, personnel. Just, like, I'm with you. I, I was generally more favorable towards Will Muschamp. And you know what he needed that he never had? Will Muschamp with Pete Limbo as his associate head coach to kind of keep him, keep him on the straight and narrow. Because Will... Like, too often he was doing his own thing, and he said the right things about, you know, I need to relinquish what I'm not good at, and I need to trust the other guys. He never did. And I feel like somebody like Pete Limbo, he never had that. You know, he had Kurt Roper, who was, you know, Will was giving him a second chance. Kurt was indebted to him. Brian McClendon getting his first shot as OC. Will Muschamp never had somebody to check him on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that was a big missing ingredient in that tenure. Um, We're running a little long here. 803-404-6100. Any other thoughts that you have? I mean, I've got like 50 texts right now. We're not going to get to all of them. But we need to get to a lot of them. Though. I would like to hear them. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll roll through as many as we can here. We'll talk about football. Uh, Wes and Chris, also, I want to get your thoughts on a big recruiting weekend for South Carolina. A bunch of official visitors on campus. Uh, and you'll have some tickets to give away for a sold. It's a game sold out officially now, right? So the yes, only way that people indeed. can get tickets now is if they keep listening to 107.5 The Game and win them from you two, like the most generous people that I know. 803-404-6100. Not now. We'll let you know when you can win them. Keep listening to The Extra Point. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.23 Friday morning. Welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Wes, Chris, Preston, and Pearson here with you. That was probably the worst order. 
I'm trying to figure out what the best and worst order to say our names is. That one was bad. That did not work at all. Um, we got a lot to get to today. We're antagonizing everybody about Will Muschamp, sort of. Also genuinely wondering how people are, are feeling about the uh, the old South Carolina head football coach, now D.C. Co-D.C.? He's co-D.C. technically, right? Yep, that's yeah. right. Um, at Georgia. In any case, before we get back into that, I have an interesting observation here. Um from uh, my grandfather, but one of the great sponsors of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour is Integrated Media. Well, when you're ob- observing all the college football action this weekend, you want to make sure you don't have any buffering. You want to make sure that, hey, if you want to watch two, three, ten, however many games at once on your all your devices, televisions, smartphone, tablet, whatever you may have, you want to make sure that you're up and running with the right equipment and the right internet to make sure you, that your setup is smart and efficient. Call the guys at Integrated Media uh, right here in Columbia to make sure that you're able to do that. Go visit their website at Integrated Media Inc., that's I-N-C, dot com, or give them a call, 803-948-8327. They do all sorts, anything technical in your house related to smart home installation, televisions, internet signal, video game systems, what whatever you need. Give those guys a call. Michael and Nathan, they do a great job. That's Integrated Media Inc.com or 803-948-8327. So I mentioned sort of offhandedly that Shane Beamer might have already put together a better staff than any that Will Muschamp had as part of his failures here in Columbia. My grandfather has texted me to remind me that four or five of Muschamp's staffers are now working for Nick Saban, which is a compliment to those guys. But I also saw the suggestion last week as Alabama almost lost to Texas that maybe Will Muschamp staffers are now torpedoing the Alabama dynasty. So what's what's the mileage on, on this working theory now? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll take option number two. Okay. Preston's here for it. Wes, even even the great saving can't save him. Wait, you mean they are purposely? Uh, no, 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 no. Just the, the, the reasons that Will Muschamp couldn't succeed here. He didn't put together a good enough staff. Uh, Nick Saban was drinking the Kool-Aid, and now Alabama's going in the tank like South Carolina did with all the same coaches. I don't know, man. We'll see. I I can't get there yet, but, I mean, Sa- Saban has rolled new coaches yeah. in and out every single offseason. Exactly. And it hasn't mattered. So how bad must these guys be? He's rolling in well, anybody and everybody. They're still undefeated. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So far. So far. So far. They didn't cover against Texas. That was Texas. Nobody Texas cares about covering. Huh? Nobody cares, about, cares covering about covering. And... Nobody cares about wins and losses. It's all about covering. What are we talking about here? 803-404-6100. Unnamed Texture says, I, for one, am very thankful for Will Muschamp. His inability to be a head coach led us to Shane Beamer. Timing is everything. A little See, bait and switch there. Yeah. Don't cry because it's over. Be glad that it happened. <laughs> I think I saw that on Instagram somewhere. Yeah. I think that was probably in, like, my high school yearbook somewhere. <laughs> um, guys, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? Carolina's down basically their entire starting defense at this point. Mo Kaba, Jordan Strawn out for the season. R.J. Roderick, Cam Smith, David Spaulding, 
questionable. Boogie Huntley, questionable. This is a, we've talked about how this is a different Georgia offense that seems to be a little more pass first. It's a very small sample size. We don't actually know how potent they're going to end up being. But I don't know who on Carolina gets the primary assignment of Brock Bowers, which means I don't know who's getting Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, these running backs out of the backfield. What's the formula for Carolina to slow down Georgia offensively tomorrow? I mean, and I'll say this. I would have loved to really see South Carolina's first-team defense Absolutely. against Georgia's offense. And let's, you know, let, let's see what progress these guys ha- have made for South Carolina. I, I think it's, uh, from a Carolina perspective, I mean, it, it's, it's not good, obviously. Like, you've, you're missing some guys for sure. These other guys, it seems like you may be missing several of them as well. So I, I think the big question going in is how can you stop them? Like, I, I I don't think this is necessarily a Georgia team that has been tested at all yet. But with South Carolina missing all those guys, I don't know if South Carolina has the group that can be the one to test them. I, I think with any game like this, any big upset, there's always a blueprint that – but it's all surface-level stuff. Like, the blueprint for these games is you have the ball bounce your way – there's like three turnovers uh, to none or three to one, something like that. You score touchdowns, they kick field goals. Um, you know, they just have an off game. You have a great game. Like all those things have to happen. But how do you actually do that and execute it is, uh, you know, a much bigger thing. I I look at the guys, though, that are probably going to be playing more. Um, your Sherrod Greens, um, you know, Gilbert Edmond, the first real test of his career as a starter. Um, you know, whoever starts in place of a uh, boogie at defensive tackle, if he doesn't go, um, probably Taka Hemingway Taka or MJ Webb. Um, I would lean Taka right now. Um, who starts in the secondary if Cam can't go? Is it OD Fortune? Um, or is it Dial and Rush on the outside and then one of the nickels moving in, uh, you know, as a starter there? Those guys in particular are going to have to play well and hold up. Um, against a Georgia team that, again, hasn't run the football that well, but I guarantee they're – I don't care what they've done so far. They're going to look at South Carolina's film against Arkansas, and they're going to come out, and they're going to try to establish the run against South Carolina, I think. Yeah, I think it's fool's gold to go back and look and say, oh, you know, Kendall Milton had 58 yards in the first game. Yeah, well, you know, Stetson Bennett passed for almost 400 yards, and, you know, next game, Kendall Milton's – 85 yards, but just 10 carries to do it. Not Samford. But, yeah, I mean, the depth is a real issue on this team. And I, I feel like regardless of how the the game plays out, that just because this is how it's gone for the first two games this year and a lot of most of last season, people are still going to be talking about South Carolina's offense, you know, if they don't score a bunch of points. I, I, I really do feel that way. But to me, I've been pretty steadfast in saying the biggest – issue the bigger issue because they're all concerns right even matching up special teams wise with georgia is a big concern and that's one of south carolina's you know it's probably their most sound area you know being able to stop georgia especially with some of the issues you've shown this year a and then b how banged up you are it's it's a big challenge i i think it goes back to being able to find a way can you do some things schematically can you find a way to manufacture some pressure so that Stetson Bennett makes mistakes. Can you get guys on the ground at first opportunity, not third opportunity? Those are the types of little things defensively that South Carolina is going to have to do. 
They need to force some field goals here. They need to force some turnovers here. They need to have Stetson Bennett and some of these other guys just be a little off, frankly. Um, Preston, be thinking about this. I got, I'm going to come back around to it. Um, short quarterbacks that you played against in your career. Because Stetson's good, a little more mobile than I think people give him credit for being, a little more athletic, but he is short. Is there any way to take advantage of that? Line, you know, Arms up at the line of scrimmage, putting pressure on him. Just trying to think of anything that Carolina could exploit. Uh, Stetson Bennett has been sacked once in two games, so it's not like it's going to be easy to get after the quarterback, but is that something that could play a factor on Saturday, tomorrow? 803-404-6100. Want to hear from you guys. Uh, I want to read all three of you a text that I got from Chuck earlier, his thoughts on what Carolina needs to do to pull off the upset. And we'll just figure out what the Gamecocks need to do to overcome a 24-and-a-half-point spread tomorrow at noon. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.36 Friday morning and welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, and Chris here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios. Uh, Get a few more of your thoughts on Carolina, Georgia and get Preston's thoughts on Playing a short quarterback, maybe. I'm just, I'm, I'm really digging. I'm really digging. Carolina needs to find something to pull an upset as a 24 and a half point underdog. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. Uh, but first, one of the great sponsors of the Gamecock Central Hour are the folks at Gamecock Moving that Wes Mitchell just worked with last weekend. I did. Uh, Gamecock Moving helped me move. Uh, it was fantastic. The estimate was like six hours. They did it in two hours and 21 minutes. They can do the same for you. Gamecockmoving.com. 803-814. 3569 residential and commercial moving services licensed bonded and insured they can move you anywhere in the state of south carolina statewide moving as well as they can assist in coordinating you for out-of-state moves wire to wire service they can pack you they cannot pack you whatever you want to do however quick you want to make it you could literally just say hey guys here's the day y'all move and pack my entire house take it all over to the new house and then unpack it for me it's going to take a little bit longer, but they will handle that for you. Again, Gamecock Moving, GamecockMoving.com, 803-814-3569. And if you don't like talking on the phone, nobody does anymore, just text that number. Preston Thorne is here. He's a Hall of Famer, former SEC defensive lineman, played all sorts of quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett's been sacked one time this year. Carolina's pass rush hasn't been particularly effective. They haven't played teams that really pass the ball, so maybe that's a mitigating factor there. Hear me out. Carolina doesn't rush the passer. Ball is snapped. Just defend an inbound pass in basketball. You got a bunch of big defensive linemen. Just you can't pass it here. I mean, seriously, what does Stetson Bennett being a short quarterback? Is there anything Carolina can do to try to disrupt the passing game, taking advantage of his size? Well, the first quarterback, the short quarterback that came to my mind, and I had them look it up during the break was unfortunately Rex Grossman. <laughs> and I don't know, and Rex was probably about six feet because, you know, I'm undersized, and so I remember, like, really looking Rex in the eye. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, we definitely don't want a repeat of anything that Rex Grossman ever did did to us. So <laughs> I can't say that there's any, uh, any, any factors that could help. But being short as a quarterback doesn't really matter on the deep ball. Right. So all it really matters on the, the the shorter intermediate ball. So guess what I'm saying is that might affect it, but I don't know exactly how Georgia is going to a, 
attempt to attack the defense. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't put too much stock in being in him being shorter than the average SEC quarterback. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that, that was really all I had. Like, I'm just thinking for Carolina, they're going to need to disrupt the defense. Or they're going to need to disrupt the passing game. George's got a big offensive line. Chris is right. They're going to be able to establish the run. Carolina's giving up 250 yards a game on the ground. Um, you know, in the passing game, you're down some defensive backs. Your pass rush hasn't been great this year. I was like, can you do anything to impact Stetson Bennett? That was all I got. Short Stetson. Uh, Chuck texted me earlier, says that Carolina can beat Georgia if they just follow this formula. <laughs> you're already laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, able to run the football, at least 150 rushing yards. Have success, uh, have success in the intermediate passing game and hit at least two long balls. If special teams has a great day, no missed uh, point afters, no shanked punts. If the defense can handle the run and their tight end game and hold Georgia to under 325 yards of offense, if they can win the turnover battle by at least plus two, and if they can score at least 35 points. That's all it takes, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> 12-point checklist. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just, no, he, I think he's right. Lock it. Well, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Let's let's make this a little more interesting. Out of those, out of what Chuck said, what do y'all think is the most likely or the most important ones? Because I think those are even two different questions. So out of those, which one's That's most achievable and which ones could actually happen? Can, can you give them again real quick? Yep. At least 150 yards rushing. Success in the intermediate passing game, however you define that, with at least two long balls. Special teams having a great day not missing any point after attempts, which they've done in both of the first two games. No shank punts. I assume something else in the special teams. Um, defense handling the run in the tight end game, holding Georgia to under 325 yards of offense. That would be ridiculous. They're averaging 520 a game right now. Uh, winning the turnover battle by at least two or scoring 35 points. Well, I think most important actually would probably, and I'm going to throw out the point thing because that's just, I mean, it's oh, let's just, just pick a point. Points, to, you yeah, lose. yeah, you'll win. I think if the defense were able to hold Georgia to that yardage total somehow, um, then I think the game is probably pretty tight. And then you're sitting there saying you you probably have a chance. I I I think Carolina is going to have more success against the Georgia defense. So Carolina offense, Georgia defense, than anybody is anticipating. Hmm. Um, they're gonna they're gonna actually have a passing game this year. Uh, they have a guy that can can make tight window throws. And this is not even though a lot of us have already decided this is the same Georgia defense as last year. It is not. Um, I think South Carolina will move the football offensively. My biggest concern goes all the way back to missing so many guys defensively, and the fact that yes, Georgia hasn't run the football great, but they still can run the football. So if they were to do that. Um, and hold them to what was it three twenty five? Then, yeah. then yeah, you they they may upset them if they do that. That's that's my answer for most important. I think most likely is success in the intermediate passing game and hit a couple of long balls just because that's that seems Agreed. likely. But to Wes's point though, he's exactly right. This is not the Georgia defense of last year. Last year, Georgia's defense only gave up ten points a game for the entire season. Right now, Georgia's defense is only giving up one and a half points. So, a lot of difference in there. Uh, my vote for most important would be the special teams. Uh, without a flawless execution in special teams, then yeah. we don't have any chance of winning. So that would, whether it be missing a field goal, getting a punt block, obviously, long return game for Georgia, we have to be flawless 
I, we have to be A plus plus in special teams in order to compete. Javon Kinlaw, Ezra Mukwamu, the stars of the 2019 Georgia upset, but it was, you know, if it weren't for Parker White making his field goals and Rodrigo Blankenship missing a couple of his own, Carolina doesn't pull the upset, to your point. Chris? Yeah, I, I go 325 because, again, I think the biggest concern among the many concerns in this game is Georgia against a South Carolina defense that's undermanned and, yeah. and has struggled, and so yeah. I, I definitely pick that one. All right, Gamecock Larry, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I'm going to tell you something. I've listened to all this doom and gloom, getting calls from Georgia and telling about old Muschamp and Smart making comments. They're going to run it down our throat. They're going to beat us. But let me tell you something. We're going to come out there tomorrow. Well, I might say we, but oh, this old 88, 88-year-old man can't do much. But he's sitting there listening to him pull for him. The final score is going to be Bulldogs 34, Gamecocks 37. Go Gamecocks. Love all y'all. Talk to you later. 37-34. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Love all y'all. Thank you, Gamecock Larry. That was excellent as usual. Everybody needed that on a Friday. Needed. Yes. That's really good. 37-34. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I'll take it. That would be an upset. Yeah, that's how you do it. Um, yeah. All right, does anybody want to go to the game? 803-404-6100. Wes and Chris, these are their own personal tickets. They're just giving them to you. The most generous people that I've ever known. Gamecock Central is giving away a pair of tickets to go see the Georgia game. It's sold out. You can't buy them. But if you're caller number six right now, 803-404-6100, They'll get a pair of tickets, right? And guys, it's that simple, right? It's that simple. Very simple. Cool. All right. Caller number six, 803-404-6100. You Boom. win a pair of tickets to the Georgia game. A lot of people want them. That's good. Caller number six, 803-404-6100. Good luck. Cow. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.49 Friday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Congratulations to Brent. He won the pair of tickets. Brent. We just gave away, courtesy of Gamecock Central, and I guess us at 107.5 The Game. Uh, So thanks for listening. Congratulations. Hope you enjoy the game. Uh, unnamed texture says, is there a place I can find the video or the voice bite of Cam Smith doing his another Carolina first down? Yeah, right here on the extra point. We have it for you a lot. <laughs> and that's a Carolina first down. It's one of my favorite sound bites we've gotten in a while. Um, really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to hear more of it, just listen to the show all the time. Make good phone calls and we'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's all it takes. Um, all right, we got a couple other things we need to hit before we get out of here. It's been a very busy Friday. First things first, I guess, we should do a little buy or sell as we wrap things up on this Carolina-Georgia game. You got some stuff for us to buy and sell? I do, and uh, buy or sell is brought to you by our friend Kendall Walsh at the Moore Company. We'll tell you a little bit more about her at the end. Um, okay, South Carolina offense, we're buying or selling. South Carolina offense will score 21 points tomorrow afternoon versus Georgia. And uh, to go along with my prediction from earlier that I think Carolina's going to have a little more success offensively than people think, I am actually buying. I picked Carolina to lose, but I had them scoring 24 points in our uh, prediction. Are you keeping track of this? Like, do we have a running tally or score? Yes, it's somewhere. How did we do last week? 
But don't ask me that right now. Okay, we'll get it up for next week. Uh, sell. So, I'm I'm just selling. I'm I'm right under there. Okay. I don't have a super high confidence level because, like Wes, I'm picking less points than Wes is. But I do think Rattler is going to have his best game, and that South Carolina will have a, a decent showing offensively. Okay. okay, the South Carolina defense by sell will hold Georgia to under. 200 rushing yards hmm. on Saturday. Georgia has averaged 150. Oh, God, I deleted it. It was It's in the 150s is what they have averaged offensively so far. Okay. Um, obviously, we know South Carolina gave up a bunch of rushing yards, almost 300 to Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, bye. 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 Okay. I, think, I think Georgia's 10th in the SEC in rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bye. So... I got buy. I'm going to sell. Not really confident either way, but I'm I'm going to sell. And I will say this, Chris, I think made this point uh, earlier this week. A lot of Georgia's quote unquote passing yards, or at least some of their yards are on like those little pop pass um, mm-hmm. jet, jet sweep motions. Yeah. yeah, they had a huge gain off of one of those. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's. That goes on Stetson Bennett's permanent record. I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a, it's a run. Yeah, nice, it nice is. job throwing it six inches. To a guy. We've seen people mess that up though. <laughs> sure. It's a run. It does seem like an unnecessary risk. Just hand it to him if he's right there. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Does anybody else on the team here have uh, any great ideas for the final one? Well, I had a really good one. I have one Chris too. didn't like it. What do you got, Chris? <laughs> just he just totally disregarded. No, I, I'm, I don't we're going to save that one for last. Mine is buy or sell. This Nick Harbor related buy or sell that South Carolina has at least a seventy-five percent chance of landing Nick Harbor. I'm gonna make it as complicated as Whoa. possible. We're never gonna, we're never gonna be able to determine as of right were, now if we were right or wrong. Sounds like Chris knows. <laughs> okay, buy or sell South Carolina lands Nick Harbor. Then we'll just Ooh, go Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, right now, sell. Okay. Buy. Sell. I say I have more to say on this, and I know we don't have time. I'd buy a gun to my head. Wow. Okay. Fifty fifty. All right. What, what's well, your let's circle back to that? Uh, my my last one is buy or sell. Will Muschamp will be wearing his national championship <laughs> ring while he coaches tomorrow. Sell. I have to buy. Only if he's wearing the readers with the championship. <laughs> oh, the readers in the yeah. ring. I'll I'll sell. Okay. Uh, d- does he wear it in other games? Or you, you're saying he's just no? I think put it I think he wears specifically to Williams Bryce Stadium. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna sell, but I actually have no you know what? Idea. Can I re- can I revise that real quick? Sure. Well, he uh, he won't wear it while he's coaching. Obviously, will He'll he wear, wear it while it the walk in with the suit walking into the game? You got a better shot on that one. Yeah, I think because that would shot. be a little more of like a low key, like oh, let me just. That's you can't flex. Yeah, he, yeah, he's like doing his hair a little bit for the, you know, <laughs> like puts his ring finger oh, up a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, this thing. Yeah. Hey, Coach oh, Beamer, yes. how yeah, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the cameraman at? We'll see. Man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, so Kendall. yeah, thank you, Kendall. Uh, Kendall Walsh, my realtor. She did a great job with the Moore Company helping us find a new home. Eight zero three four one four. Three five nine zero. You can shoot her an email. Work with Walsh at gmail.com at work with Walsh on Twitter. 
Uh, Kendall's a huge Gamecock fan, used to work with the Gamecock Club. You probably already know her if you have any dealings with South Carolina Athletics. She has helped several South Carolina coaches buy or sell their homes, and uh, she can help you as well. Again, 803-414-3590. Work with Walsh at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Kendall. And uh, that's our buy or sell segment for this week. We are going to try to keep up with these and have a running total for the rest of the season. Chris, you seem bullish on Nicholas Harbor right now. Like South Carolina seems to really have an earnest chance. He's coming on an official visit tomorrow. I, I know, and you guys have explained this to me, and it makes sense. Like a single game should not and usually does not determine where a recruit does or doesn't go. Mm-hmm. But, for example, I've predicted South Carolina to lose by six scores tomorrow. If that's the case, the stadium's empty by halftime. Carolina loses by 100. Now, like, this seems like a risk to have him here for this game. I think part of it's just, you know, you're always kind of at the mercy of a timeline of a recruit, right? Um, but this isn't Nick Harbour's first impression. He's been, and here's an interesting point, one reason why South Carolina is in such a good spot. Now, there's a long way to go. I'm not, when we play by ourselves, I'm not sitting here telling everybody they're going to get Nick Harbour. I don't know because he's not probably signing until February, probably not committing until December or so. He's got other official visits. I'm very confident that South Carolina's at worst in the top three. Hmm. At worst. He's been to South Carolina after this weekend more than anywhere else aside from Maryland, which is right down the road. And that's in D.C. You know, so it's not a short trip. He's been there uh, last summer, this summer, and now this will be his official visit. Um, the the game thing, look, I always think of this. Jor- Jordan Birch is a different situation. He's from Columbia. He was on campus during the day game at williams Bryce in 2019. It was just an awful game. It's one of the most, most boring games I've ever seen. Was that the pick six off Rico Dowdle's hands? I, I think so, okay. yep. Um, atmosphere was dead by probably after the first quarter. He still went to South Carolina. You know, so it's kind of bigger than those things. Now, if it was a night game and South Carolina wins and it's a great environment, is that better? Yes, 100%. But it's not his first impression I think the better the atmosphere, the better the performance, sure. But it's not going to dictate, you know, where Nick Carver goes. Okay. I wish we had more time to do on this. We will certainly have plenty more time in the early part of next week to recap what you guys have learned after Harbor wraps up his official. Uh, but should be an interesting, well, I'd say should be. Hope it's an interesting game tomorrow. Hope you all enjoy it. Brent, everyone else that's got plans to go out to the game, uh, say hey to Will Muschamp for me, for everybody. Do appreciate you all indulging us in that fun exercise in the 10 o'clock hour. And of course, thanks to Preston for the great idea as always. Um, Y'all have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you on Monday. For decades, Rolling Stone has set the bar for entertainment publications. Today, Rolling Stone Music Now takes over in podcast form. Wolfgang Van Halen talks about working on his new album. I wrote a bunch of ideas during quarantine. I'll just have an idea and I'll I'll just bring out my voice memos on my phone. Every bit of time off I've had in between touring and the past year, I started making demos. So I've just accumulated a bunch of ideas that I'm really excited to, to start working on. Rolling Stone Music Now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.